0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Texas Insider Fishing Report, Mainstream Marketing, the CCA Star Tournament, Texan Roofing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right. Weather. Let's get to it. It's hot. Uh, looks like right now in Galveston it's 82 degrees this morning. It feels like 95 down there on the island with the humidity. But uh, today we're calling—they're calling for partly cloudy skies, n- near record high temperatures with a high of 88. South southwest winds 10 to 20, and then for tonight a few clouds, low of 81. South winds 10 to 20, and then for tomorrow partly cloudy skies, hot, high of 88. Winds will be south southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. That's down right on the coast. So uh, high ground temperatures like Houston area, we're looking at 99 each day, approaching that century mark already in June. My, how weather can change from a really nice early summer to this, this quick. Anyway, all right, tides for today. These are Galveston Channel channel Tide predictions. We have a high at 516 a.m. It's a 1.6. And then a low at 9.23 p.m. It's a negative 0.5. So it's a good, strong tide exchange, but pretty much high all day. And they are running a little bit high with uh, these pumping winds. 6.19 a.m. is sunrise, 8.20 p.m. sunset. And our moon phase is 12%. Our first new moon will be Sunday night. Looking at current conditions right now, the buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. It's 83 degrees with 83-degree water. South-southwest winds 18 to 22. Barometric pressure is kind of low at 29.71 inches. Galveston Channel, it's southwest at 8, gusting to 14. And at Eagle Point, it's south-southwest, 14, gusting to 16. Pretty much the same up at Morgan's Point. So uh, it did lay a little during the night. Compared to yesterday, so, but a uh, little bit of wind. Here we go. So, all right. Well, let's head east. and Let's go over to uh, the Golden Triangle area at Sabine Lake, and check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. See what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. How you doing over there, buddy?
0: I'm doing fine, brother. Doing fine. Well, good. But uh, the heat is uh, the heat's tough.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's getting sure. warm. Summer's here now, buddy.
0: Oh yeah wow but well, as long as there's a little breeze it's tolerable but you know i think uh i think i'd prefer what we had before to the southwest but and, and as predicted it did scatter the fish i mean yes the watercolor didn't change that much uh it uh it hadn't been that bad as far as that goes but uh Man, I'm telling you, uh, it was a day of uh, onesies, twosies, mm. uh, as predicted. <laughs> I mean, just uh, go over here and catch one, go over there and catch one, go over here and catch two, and go to the next place and uh, catch nothing, and you know, just <laughs> keep moving. School bus, school yeah, bus you know. pattern,
1: huh? Is that what you call it? That's the school bus. <laughs> Stop, pattern. And pick, up up pick up one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they will adjust to this as long as it stays like that. They'll, they'll adjust, and uh, it'll all work out. I'll figure. Probably, I haven't been in a couple days now, so I think when the next time I. I put in, maybe Saturday, uh, they'll probably be starting to get adjusted to that new pattern. And, but, boy, I'll tell you what, it, uh, I had it so figured out, <laughs> and then it just was like the rug pulled out.
1: Yes. Yeah. You and a lot of
0: folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not alone. It, it's, uh, it affected everybody. But uh, i tell you what. It just, uh, that's part of it, and, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's why I try to, to hustle up and do a little scouting every once in a while to find new patterns, new fish, and try to stay ahead of it. That's just, that's the way you have to do it. But, uh, it's been, you know, it's the same, the the same, uh, same pattern but just it scattered the fish that's all and uh, you start off early in the morning with the top water and you can usually catch a couple of nice fish on that uh, one day we had uh, several blow ups that uh, I mean good fish too you could tell they were good yeah
1: I'll let you know and the fish were there
0: they just didn't connect and uh, and they, they wouldn't hit a jig at first with a soft plastic and uh finally as the sun got up a little bit higher they, uh, and the water started uh, clearing up a little bit on that incoming tide we started catching fish on soft plastics and uh, I mean you, you keep the top water on and try it every once in a while and you might connect on up in the middle of the day but uh, bread and butter uh, has been soft plastics quarter yeah. ounce jig head Every once in a while, an eighth ounce, uh, but you're fishing in that current and what I'm having to fish down current a lot.
1: Pull back against, against
0: it. Yeah. Fishing a lot, a lot over shell. Yeah. You can't get them to hit throw. it coming
1: back with a current so you can get it down
0: quick. Well, you're going to get or, hung up. <laughs> That's the problem. You're going to get hung up. If you throw it, if you throw it up current and try to bring it down the other way, uh, you're gonna you're gonna run into some issues with getting hung on the bottom. So, uh I've been throwing to the side and then letting it take it around. And uh that's that's the reason I usually have to use a quarter ounce because uh it won't get down deep enough to get bit. How I'm deep of water are you
1: throwing in?
0: Three or four feet.
1: Oh, okay. Well no wonder. Yeah, you have to You'd have to go to like a pro elite head to throw up current, you know, something like a 16th, you know, to bring it back yeah. that way. But yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah, that's, that'd be, that'd be one way to do it. You
1: I kind of pictured a, you as fishing in like, uh, maybe having the boat in four feet of water and then throwing off a ledge or something or down it or up it, you know, in about six well, or eight that's,
0: feet. Uh, every once in a while I can be right up close to the front and, uh, of the drop off and then throw uh-huh. it back out in the deeper water in about six, eight feet and fish it back. But when it hits the shell, you've got to get it up and keep it up or you'll get hung up. Right. And uh, some, some of the places it's not that bad. Some of it is, uh, some of it's more scattered shell or I think it's like dead shell. that doesn't have, uh, doesn't have any toe heads in it. You know, a yeah, little pig ears sticking
1: up. up. That's, See, most of our shells dead over here. When you do find them over that dead shell, you can you can do some bottom hopping, man, and never have to worry about hanging up.
0: That's true. There's no live
1: live oysters.
0: Yeah, it just depends on where you're fishing and and how hard the reef is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got uh, and I've noticed something now. Last day I fished, those fish are starting to move off to six to eight feet. And that's mud mud down there with occasional live oysters in it. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll hook one every once in a while and flip it out of the mud, you can tell. Right. Yeah. And that that one you can throw up current pretty good because you don't get hung too much. Uh, you just have to adjust to each place. But right. I have been that, that tide's been rushing so hard that I'm fishing pretty much across the current or down current. Yeah. That's uh, that's I've I've kind of developed that to where it, uh, you can just throw it down current and shake it, <laughs> just let it sit there and just shake it because the current will hold your jig up, right, just off the bottom and you can just sit there and shake it, shake it, shake it until one swims across it, mm-hmm. and then bam, there you go, and we'll cause some really nice fish like that. Boy, when they hit, oh, good grief.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah probably you can probably feel it big time because you're down current. and You're super tight. Oh and, yeah, uh, you, you get a three you pound trout on when it's like that, man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Some of the patterns I'm having to, to use to do that. Uh, I had a I had a boatload of guys come in. I'm it's a really pretty, like a twenty-four foot wrap boat of some sort. I've never seen this boat before. Mm. He got there early in the morning and, I mean, beat me to my spot. I said, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and there he was, you know. I, I'd never seen this boat before. I I pretty much was the only person fishing that spot.
1: What, well, did you and, get knocked uh, off from the day before? Somebody ratted you out?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody saw me. You know, people are always watching you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're not uh, – you're not aware that they're doing it sometimes because they see you, but you're busy doing what you do. And usually if there's a, a boat passes, I'll I'll instruct people to just quit reeling that fish in. Just leave it alone.
1: Just put your rod and down. Let swim. Yeah.
0: yeah, just put your rod down. Act like you're bored. Can't stand it. You know, you hate being here. That's that's how I want them to look. And uh, they, they notice you, you know, but sometimes you, you can't help it. They're coming around the corner or something, and they don't, <laughs> you don't see them coming, and you can't get, mm-hmm. you can't hid. But uh, I had that boy had live, he had live uh, and uh, on maulers, and they sat there and fished for, forty five minutes, and I stayed off, you know, a couple hundred yards away, right, and uh, catching a fish here and a fish there, and finally they got bored. They caught two or three little baby trout. And they pulled up and left. And about that time, that tide picked up speed, and I eased over there, got my position, and whacked them. (laughs) Yeah, fishing maulers and
1: those conditions, that current, they're not getting their bait down where it needs to be.
0: Yeah, it's... And they're uh,
1: not covering any water like you do with those jigs, too.
0: Oh, yeah, sometimes... People don't
1: understand that, you know, it's... uh, you know if you're with a guy that knows what he's doing like you and you know the fish are there and uh you can figure it out real quick and get your get your crew on it and uh makes it a lot simpler than sitting yeah. there looking at a cork and feeding the hardheads and everything else
0: uh you know i I know that every once in a while there's there's a merit to fishing live shrimp there is there is and- You can, uh, you can, some days I get beat by that, but by and large, I'm, I am not afraid to throw lures.
1: My motto is you cover more water, you catch more fish.
0: That's exactly the way I see it. Uh, I just, uh, I don't care to sit and watch a cork. That is not my thing. And, you know, I, I used to really do a lot of. Uh, lightweight Carolina rig or split shot with a uh, with a live shrimp mm-hmm. or live pogies. We used a lot of live pogies. I remember
1: there. back in the day, that's all anybody used over at Sabine. Everybody I saw fishing were throwing uh, you know live shad. They were catching yeah. them, but you know I was doing just as good just throwing a swim bait, you know, a soft plastic or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you, you, uh, you, you never know what kind of tail they're gonna they're gonna hit on a certain day. That's yeah, a rat tails
1: everything. one day, a, you know, swimming shed yeah. tail the next, or you know, like a little John. What is that supposed to mimic? You know,
0: <laughs> it it mimics a shrimp without his fantail. I guess it, so. It, yeah, it it does, and, or a slug or
1: something. something. It's you know, it's oh, just there's, a there's looks like theory. a suppository.
0: You know? That's right. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: a, it's a round that's... cylindrical bait, and it. Um, I remember when they first sent them to me. It was the newest thing out, and they sent me a bunch of different colors and everything, and I'm going, man, what is this? What are these? <laughs> yeah. I put one on. I remember the first cast I ever made one. I caught a five-pound trout on it. I said, well, apparently uh, Miller knows something I don't know. I'm going to... And I've been hooked ever since. I mean, it's a great versatile bait.
0: Yeah. What I like guys, about uh, it this
1: time of year is when you're in, if you're fishing deep water, you can still use a light jig head, especially if you're using monofilament with fluorocarbon leader, and you can get a big time sink rate on that bait, and the current and everything yeah. else. You get a good sink rate.
0: That's true. It's uh, it's not. You don't have to pull that big paddle through that. And I can feel the difference on mm-hmm. uh, over a half day of fishing, uh, fishing a little John is easier than any kind of paddle tail, right? Because it it actually wears on you pulling that paddle tail against the current. You know exactly. It, it, uh, you you actually notice that in your muscles by the end yes. of the morning.
1: Let me knock this break out, Bill. Hold on a second. I'll come right back at you, buddy. I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're located right in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And they're featuring their pepper, bacon, pecan smoked sausage and dirty rice pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. They always have free samples available in the store and – They're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. And their custom processing on pigs and calves is all year long. And you can actually order a half-calf or a hindquarter and have it processed any way you like it. And their wild game processing, they make Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family and enjoy all year long the Belleville celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community that's the Belleville meat market where meat is our middle name the Texans ring of honor is adding a well-earned third inductee look I mean J.J.
2: White going to the ring of honor it's a big ass deal he deserves everything he is
1: an
0: all-timer he had a stretch there that I mean you can put it up against anybody Insider Access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here.
1: If you're looking to improve your angling skills, catch Texas Insider Fishing Report on Valley Sports Southwest and AT&T Sportsnet every Thursday through Saturday. This 60-minute show delivers up-to-the-minute inshore and offshore reports from local guides as well as the latest rigs, techniques, and full reviews on fishing gear. The state is broken down into three categories, three saltwater, three freshwater regions, from bass on the lakes to tune on the rigs. Texas Insider Fishing Report will improve your fishing skills and keep those lines tight.
0: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show Four Twenty here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend.
0: I'm back with hold. you. All right, Bill. No problem. Yeah, that um, this heat is going to bring on um, is going to bring on fish being deeper. It's already started.
1: Yes. Uh, that so. may be why they've scattered on you. They're trying to kind of fan out and find them a deep water haven. You know, to ball up on or the bait's right. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I think what happens is the 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 bait scatters, and that causes the fish to scatter. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. And there's always a point in June where those fish move. Uh, there will be, you know, you catch them on three and four foot of water all the time every day and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. They're not on those shell humps and uh, points, stuff like that they're, they move and then you're going to find them close to somewhere close to deep water all the time. So that's, that's the transition that happens every year at this time and uh, I'll start looking for i start looking for deeper water uh, by deeper water, I mean uh, six to ten, twelve feet. Right. Uh, a, a deeper bow, uh, where they, the fish can move up and feed on a ledge, and then back off and spend. Yeah, where there's
1: cool currents.
0: Yes, and, and that's what I'm talking about. And they uh, they always gather at places like that. So they're gonna. You need to be close to to deep water, even early in the morning. You know, when it's cool, they may come up and feed uh, a little bit early in shallow water, but they're going to back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've noticed that even in some of the larger bows like uh, tailors or blacks, those fish may be up the bow three or four miles. And if you catch a falling tide at daylight, those fish are gonna be moving out toward the main lake. And they might move all the way down three or four miles and go out into the lake and sit out there in six, seven foot of water out the main lake at a scatter. And you can't find them. I mean you, <laughs> you you might not see any slicks or anything. And they they're really difficult to locate, but that that first couple hours of daylight on a falling tide, they may be moving down that bow, and they're calm. Right, they're, they're just not there anymore, and uh, you can follow them to wherever they're going. But once they hit that open light, usually you're going to lose them. So uh, that it's it's that time of year they're going to be on the uh, the ship channel, uh, the intercoastal wherever the wherever trout are found they're going to be feeding up on ledges you know around six feet early in the morning and they may even on a good high tide they may even go out on the flats a little bit you know three or four foot of water and then Mm -hmm. they're going to fall off in that channel later up in the morning and that's where they're going to be so then you got to change your whole your whole contact pattern you got to right you got to work them, work them a little deeper. And it's, uh, it's harder to do that. It's not like fan casting a four foot platter. You know, you, you can draw strikes. If they're feeding pretty good, you can draw a strike from, you know, 10 or 15 feet away. That fish is going to come get it. They hear it hit the water and here they are, you know, they're, they're so quick and uh, they're snapping up everything out there. But then once they fall off in that deeper water, you've got to, it takes time to get the bait down there. You got to probe deeper, and it, it cuts it cuts your your, your time. You got to spend more time on the spots. What I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. and uh, you, to really work it out and see how those fish are laying up. So that's uh that's the thing that's coming. It's uh it's here. Well,
1: I'm uh. Looking over the starboard as we speak, and right now there's only been three tag reds weighed in, and they're all red tags for the Ford truck and uh, Mercury Haney boat package. Hmm. And uh, I one's pending polygraph, but uh, the first two, uh, they passed their polygraphs. And uh, Michael Webb and Russell Snyder caught the first two. One was weighed in at Linda's... B- It's Sylvan Beach, another one at Surfside Marina, so.
0: How about that?
1: And there was one caught in Port O'Connor, nothing over your way yet, except uh, Gaff Top, you know, from from second to fifth place, all of them came in from Sabine Pass area.
0: (laughs) No surprise there. Right, we got some melon. We got some big headed suckers over here. But
1: it's uh, surprisingly low this year. I figured uh, the. I guess there's just so many gaff top. Nobody's uh, weeded through all of them to catch that one big one. <laughs> five five fourteen's <laughs> leading it. Over your really? way of five two is the biggest. Yeah.
0: Oh man, I caught one the other day that was was probably six pounds. Yeah. Uh, Captain Gaff Top. That's. Tough. <laughs> One of those people made me fillet one of them. I said, yeah, well, I just want to try it out and see how it tastes. I went, oh, man, okay, I'll do it, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> when we get around, <laughs> we go and put that boat on the trailer and we go over our clean fish. I said, there'll be some other guys around, and I'm going to get that done first and get him back in the water, you know, before they right. know, because they'll be calling me Captain Gaptop again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Catfish, uh, Charlie.
0: Catfish, Charlie. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at all the
1: sheephead. Only All of them have been weighed in up here, one in Corpus Christi, but uh, there's a new one hit the board. 8-8 was leading it for quite a while, and uh, now a 9-8. And they're all wow. from Baytown. I know where they caught them. It's up there at the spillway, top end of Trinity. I mean, that's sheephead central up there.
3: <laughs> up
1: there bouncing boards, man. That's, uh, oh, wow, and I wouldn't doubt if one of those tagged reds might've come from there too.
0: That's a possibility.
1: Yeah. Always I does.
0: Guess, uh, you know, one year, I think there was a couple of reds caught over here that they'd released and, but every other year it's just been like no red fish from Sabine at all. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what in the world it's is the curse on that? But that uh, <laughs> that just seems like they put out five in every spot, right? I think, yeah, maybe six. And I'm, then I'm six. not
1: sure about that. Don't quote me on that.
0: I used to I used to know where they released them. They used to release them over here at the uh, the Texas side causeway ramp. That's where they'd put them out and people that owned the store at that time would see them release them and and they'd always call me and tell me hey they put the red the fish in be a hundred people down there fishing
1: off a bank <laughs> and
0: still nobody would catch them <laughs> you know yep. they put them in right there and those fish go somewhere I mean that's 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 a deep deep area and I mean it falls off quick right there at that bridge yeah and they, they could catch that current first. and
1: move anywhere they want man. Oh yeah. That's Well I tell you that crazy. that uh, snapper, that twenty nine pounder I heard about, it's actually twenty nine eleven. That was just a shy under thirty pounds. That's leading it now. Matthew oh, Grotowitz of uh Tombaugh caught that. Yeah, twenty nine eleven. That was uh <laughs> Great. weighed in at Matagorda Harbor. I saw the pictures of that fish. It was a toad. That's so, that's
0: massive for a snapper. Is. I mean you you think he had to have his tackles together? To get, yeah, when to you get when you start grand. crabbing
1: thirty pounds on a snapper, that's uh, that's good. No
0: matter what, no matter where you're oh, fishing, that's, man, that's big time. Are, I mean, some of these uh, some of these guys over here have been running out catching them, and they the pictures are just incredible. There's so many big snapper out there in the Gulf that yeah, it's just it's stupid. You know, yeah. you got a fast boat and you get a calm day, you can run out there and just, wow. There's yeah, no I point saw a video
1: the other day. Some guy was on a jet ski way out in the Gulf on a rig catching snapper video on it. Went way out there on a the jet ski. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there are sharks out there that will eat that jet ski.
0: Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> and him with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're exactly right. All right, buddy. Well, I got to, got the scoot, and Bill, if somebody wants to come over and fish the bean with you this summer or this fall coming up, it won't be long. We'll be talking about uh, fall fishing and deer hunting before you know it.
0: That's right.
1: Well, give them a number so they can get a hold of you.
0: 409-673-9211.
1: Or fishthebeanlake.com. You got it. Bill, have a good one. Good talking to you, and uh, stay cool. <laughs> Thank you, brother. It's gonna be a hot one. All right, buddy. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, and I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Texas Insider Fishing Report. If you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune into the Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10:30 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest, or you can find it on at Sports Net. This show. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider, they break down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join, join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend, Captain Rick Murphy, to know what's hot and what's not. Every Thursday night at 10.30, Friday at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Folks, it's another innovation from Seaguar, the proven leader in saltwater leader material. They're introducing their new gold label leader. I've been using it for a while now, and I can tell you, it's Seaguar's thinnest leader material yet. It's 18% thinner and 17% stronger than any other Seaguar leader. That means it's less visible underwater and creates more natural presentations for better catch rates in clear water on leader-shy fish. And the new Go Label, it's made with exclusive Seaguar fluorocarbon resins and a double-structure process. It provides exceptional knot and tensile strength, yet it's soft and it cinches easily for fail-safe knots. Get Seaguar Go Label at your favorite tackle dealer. Or you can learn more online at cigar.com.
0: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 435 here in the Bayou City. Now let's go up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with our good friend, the fish dude. Richard, what's up, man?
2: Not a lot, but that temperature dang sure is. There ain't no
1: doubt about that. I know. I got my truck this morning. It was 84 degrees. That's that's just so weird. It I, just, that's it. Yeah, well, those cool nice up here, uh, right? upper 60s and low to mid 70s every morning are gone. That's
3: over. I guarantee you they're gone. <laughs> there ain't
2: no doubt. It's, up here at least it's about 79 and the wind's blowing, so that's the best part. Even though it's hot, stay, stay out there in that breeze and you're all right. That's yeah. been the best thing about it. Got a little bit of wind blowing with it. So, even though, you know, if it, if it ever slicks off, it's going to be horrible. There ain't no doubt. But it's, I'll tell you what, the past few days have been pretty nice. You know, get that, like I got that wind blowing a little bit. You know, nothing out of, out of hand, you know, just felt fine. Well, his heat hadn't
1: slowed your bite down, any?
2: No, no. It's, they're still doing pretty dang good. That's the thing. Them hybrids, and they always do good this time of year. You know, and it's always normally july they tend to shut down on me so that's that's usually what's what happens right before they shut down they just go crazy so uh, and i mean them rascals, they do pretty good so and then then like yesterday we even tried to crop a little bit got we got three of them so you know, don't yeah. of, one of those things So, uh, had three keepers and then had i think we had four that we threw back little small ones so as you know it's there's there's a mixture of fish out there but there's just not a lot of them as far as crop you're concerned they ain't won't back right but but the dango catfish are still doing good so the other day i did have to move around quite a bit to try to figure out what was going on because i started catching a bunch of them like big as your finger and stuff like that so goodness. you start catching them i know you start catching them little bitty things like that you got to go somewhere else and that's, yeah
1: you're in the runt Robert. pond. <laughs>
2: I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And
1: Time you know, to move, wanna... folks. I that's see that right. a lot with our trout. We got so many little trout right now. Man, You're we good. catch four or five of them. I say, hey, let's go, man. Well, we ain't beating these little bitty fish up. This is future, future yeah, keepers exactly. right here. Let's move.
2: You, you know, and that's that's a funny thing, and I'm I'm glad you kind of talked about that too, because what I find like with hybrids and stuff like that, if I go, if I get out there and I get in a school of hybrids that are 16 inches long that's all that's there There's, yeah you know, there may be one or one or two big ones here and there but but they'll all be pretty close to the same size
1: yeah uh, it's not, not worth hair lipping all of them just to get one keeper out of them you know
2: I, I, no, that's especially in this heat about.
1: man it you can you can end up killing fish that you didn't think would die but uh
2: a bunch of them too, especially with the hybrids. I don't know how the trout are. They're not very resilient either. But I guarantee you, no you trout. They
1: don't call them a spotted weak fish for nothing. They're weak. They're, they're, uh,
2: they, i uh be darned.
1: They're sensitive.
2: Yeah, see, that's that's like these hybrids. When you get these water temperatures up like this, pretty much if you don't get them in the boat and out of the boat within a, within less than a minute, they're gonna die. So right. I mean this. This time of year, I'm always carrying an extra cooler with ice so I can chunk them hybrids on it because it's uh, you know, it's just it's just fish care. I mean, if you don't take care of them, they're, they're going to spoil on you, and it's you know, I don't want to get out here and spoil nothing anyway. No,
1: like, no, no, no.
2: You know, and then like a couple of weeks ago, I was, you know, I bet I've gone through uh, over a hundred hooks in the past couple of weeks because they'd get down there and they'd swallow the dang thing. Right. I went from a I went from a circle hook to a bait hook. And that, you know, they they just swallow the thing, and instead of killing the fish, just cut the hook off, for it. you know, because once you go to digging in their throat, you're gonna kill them. So I just cut the hook, retie. It ain't it ain't that big a deal. I'd rather save those fish than, than uh than kill them, you know. And that's that's what's the so bad. Cause about 50% of them were swallowing it. Now if they were keepers, I'd dig it out of their throat. But if they wasn't keepers, snap, no. I'm gonna yeah. cut that line, let them go. So it's too easy to retie a hook versus killing that fish that's going to be out there in the future. So, uh, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. So I'm just glad to see we got a big variety in sizes. Anyway, right? You know, that's one of the that's one of the main things on the hybrids. As long as you got that variety, it shows that the stocking's been good. You know, over the years because you got the the bigger ones that are in the keeper range, and then you got the the smaller ones that are you know maybe a year or two old, and that's when you start seeing those, it's, real, it's that's a good sign, you know. Hopefully, we can get our ten pounders back because right now, I mean, I've I'm not seen a ten pounder in, shoot at least six years. I mean, it's crazy, and that's you know due to there was a time when they quit stocking for I think one or two years. They didn't stock anything in here, and you know another thing about the hybrids is and a lot of people don't realize it. Their their life expectancy is seven years. That's it. You know they don't live much longer than that, so yeah. whatever weight they pack on, they got to do it in seven years. So it's you know when I, the record's right at sixteen pounds, like fifteen ninety something. So it's like you know that rascal he was eating the whole time. He was in the water. There ain't no doubt because and he was right on the tail end of being gone anyway. So it's just one of them things. And then I you know there's a lot of some people get mad at me. I I've been emailing Fox and Wildlife about closing closing crappie fishing down for about three months every year. So that hopefully that kind of takes a halt up here on Conroe. Right. Because, so, I mean, the population is just not here. After COVID, I mean, everybody became a guide. Everybody came out here and went to catching the heck out of them when they're spawning and all that. And they, uh, you know, it, it, when they're spawning, that's, I never have understood that. Why do people, and they always ask me, are the, are the crappie in the shallows yet? Well, if they are, I'm not fishing for them, you know, and that's the thing. When they get up there shallow, they're easy pickings, and and then uh, every one of is full of eggs. And you pull them all out, and then you just don't have any like what we're going through right now, you know. Like right. I said before, this this is the worst year I've seen for crappie in 15 years. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. There's they're out there. You can't get them hard, to hardly bite, but you know if you sit there and hammer on them, you can you can get them. You might take all day to get. Them. A limit of them but but you can get them but there's just not enough in here right now you mm-hmm. know like I say it's, it's just one of those things where you know if i if, hopefully if they go through with it, it should be december 1 to march 31 there'll be a closed season for cropping mm-hmm. so that's what i'm proposing anyway to them i
1: mean yeah. it's not
2: like i don't i don't know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. out here i've seen it so so long and we we've been stocking these days Yeah, good luck with
1: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. We've been we've been stocking them here at the marina for about ten years or more now. So, and every year we go from we started out putting three to four thousand in, and now, you know they're forming about four to five inches long when we put them in, and then we have got them to going up to seven and eight thousand, and they you know because Parks and Wildlife doesn't stock crappie, so we we've been doing that off of people's pocket change that they donate at Stalway. You know, every time. Somebody gets something, you know. There's a jar up there, and it just donates to the crappie fund. And we, every year we go out and buy them. They're about, I think, they're a dollar seventeen each. And so that's what we've been doing every year for about the past ten years to try to get the the population back up. But it doesn't seem to be helping much. You know, that's no. Nah, it's going to take us. a
1: bigger, you know, a broader, more it's of a mass. Or you just, know. or, or do what you said. You know, shut yeah. it down and.
2: I mean that's the only See, way you're going to get them back. I mean it's, you got to you got to have some kind of control whenever they're trying to lay those eggs. You know it, at some point you know and it's it's just it's you know it's frustrating. Well, we fight there. that
1: in saltwater. You know with our trout, this is spawning season. You know all summer long, and so many fish get uh, just swept up. Yeah. And they're just full of eggs, man. Just bloated with yeah, eggs. Mean,
2: that's you know that's the thing, especially those big trout because they're dumping. I mean they're dumping a lot of eggs. And that's, you know, that's all your future fish, you know, and people just don't think about that, you know. And it's, you know, it's fine to, you know, whenever they're not spawning, they you know, just like right now with the crappie, go out there and get them all. It doesn't matter. But whenever they're spawning, it's, you know, it creates a problem on Lake Conroe. I have people tell me all the time, Lake is a big lake. No, it is not. It is no, it's not that hard. big. No, in comparison to something like Sam Rayburn or Toledo Bend, where what Toledo Bend is like one hundred ninety-one thousand acres, and and yeah. then uh, Rayburn's like a hundred and something, so one hundred thirty thousand acres or so. I mean, good night, and we got a twenty-six thousand, twenty-seven thousand acre lake. You know, it's a, uh, that's not very big.
1: That's a coast. <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's a coast. I mean, yeah, <laughs>
2: it really is. I mean, it's not much of nothing. You know, but but the thing is. Everybody seems to think it's a big lake, and and if it was, you know, if it was a river, it could sustain all the all the pressure that people are putting on those crappie. But, but it's 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 not. You know, that's the thing. Well, it's and it's the not,
1: problem you have at it Conroe is the habitat issue too. You don't have correct. You don't have the uh, hideaways. You know all the you know the, the flooded. Uh, buck brush and all that backwater and yes. then all the grass and hydrilla and everything like these other lakes do too that, where those well, fish that's, can can you know they can grow up
2: exactly i mean that's that's the thing you know because this is a this is more of a show like you know people's got their houses around it real close to the water's edge they got all the bulkheads on the south end it's all bulkhead the north end you've still got the national forest and stuff mm-hmm. but it's all clean the grass carpet cleaned it out there's the buck. There's no buck brush at all. I mean, there's nothing right. here like that. You know, so it's you know it's during the drought, mm-hmm. people out there mowing the mowing the lake to make sure the grass wasn't too high. So that gives you an idea. You know, <laughs> I mean that's that's what's crazy. They're out there mowing the lake bottom just because the grass got too tall. Well, dang it, let that water come back up and let them fish get in that grass. That's what you
1: yeah.
2: do. I mean, but you know, that's that's just not that's just that's uh, Lake Conroe. I mean, it's a show like more than anything, a pleasure. Like, that's it. It's, but it's full of fish. That's the best part, and I love it. I love it. I will tell you what, it's it's just I, it, and it just keeps getting better. I mean, that's the thing for me anyway. But because right. I, I guess I figure them out a little bit more every year. So that's the fun stuff. Whenever you start figuring it out, because I remember the very first couple of times I came over here. I went bass fishing. Out of three trips, I caught one bass. And I told myself, I'm never going back to that lake again. And now look at me. I've been over here forever guiding it. So, that's, well, you know, that was funny. That was way back in the 80s. So and it was right after all the hydrilla was gone and stuff like that. Couldn't figure out what them well, the – Now you entered
1: the trap turn. and took the cheese. You're hooked, man. You're caught. I guarantee you. You're it. done, no brother. Doubt. All right, hey, Richard, no i no got go. a roll, man. If somebody wants to call you, give them some info how they can get a hold of you, man.
2: All right, Mickey, anyone can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dude's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fish2tx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com.
1: All right, buddy. Stay cool if that's possible. Good luck to you y- today. Uh, you. Y'all have fun. All, right. All right, Richard. See you, man. All right, later. All right, now let's run down Matagordaway and let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, what's up? Morning, Mickey. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Well, sorry we couldn't connect Saturday. I don't know what was up with that.
3: I don't know. You're breaking up right now on me.
1: Am I? Well, you, you're you coming in clear.
3: Okay, good, good deal. Well, uh, not much going on down here, man. Fishing ain't worth a flip. <laughs> that's about how summing up. <laughs>
1: we got that nice Charlie Paradosky wind southwest, baby. Yeah. I know that's your favorite yeah. wind. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's uh it's a pretty tough bite down here. That that wind started blowing what was it, Sunday and Yeah. And it's like that every day. You know, it's it's kinda down early in the morning, but uh uh you know, by eight o'clock or seven thirty it's blowing.
1: Oh, it never let up yesterday. It was man, at daylight it was cranking. And it never let up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But it's uh you know, that's typical. Um it's it's better than uh, last year. Last year blew every day the whole damn summer. Yeah, and I know spring. It. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Catching a few redfish and uh you know, it, it's a tough bite. We're uh, Some of us are working for Wade and those kids this week, and, uh, and that's what we're doing. We're pretty much off the water by 11 o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when that tide's falling in the afternoon, there's probably a much better redfish bite, but uh, I'm glad I ain't out there. It's hot. Right. That heat is here.
1: Well, I'm showing uh, heat advisories for, man, quite a while. And, uh, yeah, all next week, yeah. Yeah, even next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they're calling for 100 in Houston, and, and today they're calling for smoky haze expected. As the heat advisory continues, smoke from Mexico will keep the sky hazy Thursday. Yeah. And it might actually help keep our temperatures in check. Maybe. We shall see.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is summer. Have to deal with it. so It just Boy, it uh, turned over quick. Yeah, it sure did. But well, we had a good stretch of weather. You know, there we was, did. We
1: were normal. fortunate to get that from May through early June, like we did. and That's something we normally never see. Usually, May it blows like a bear, and on into about mid-June before it starts to kind of lay down then when it does lay it kind of swings around and goes over to the southwest like it's doing now and then we get get that month of blowing southwest so yeah it's just something we fight every year it's typical
3: oh yeah every year it's different every season there ain't no pattern you just you want to go fishing you better go fishing Mm -hmm. you might miss something good and And you might just be out there enjoying the weather, whatever. So true. Yeah. Uh, It is slow though, man. I I just uh, I've been going west every day and uh, just not seeing a lot of bait. I I don't see the tide moving hardly at all. It's like a standing high, you know. The whole I know
1: it's pumped in here, and it you know the it's just. It's not moving like the tide chart says it should, but that's they don't play the winds either, you know we got these winds play a factor in that also,
3: yeah, yep, yeah man. I knew though that we do have some some magnum uh, skipjacks around, holy cow, I don't think well, we're get next big they,
1: they should the start way. invading us here before too long, jeez yeah.
3: In fact, you know, it's so a weird thick.
1: fish, man. Them things, they just show up, and, I mean, they just blow in there, and uh, they head uh, towards rivers and bayous and do their spawning thing, and, man, the first little cool snap, you know, teal season, they're gone. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that and not go. that something how those
3: fish? You know, they're like teal. They're in and out quick. Right. And uh, they're kind of so thick over here they run the gaff top off.
1: Boy, that's thick yeah. when that happens. Yeah. And if they're they're stealing from the gaff top, there's a bunch of
3: them. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it over here now. The river's trying to clear up, and uh, nothing going on in there. Nobody's catching anything in here right now. But we got when to, it gets real hot to, in know, the
1: summertime, does that river uh, start to pay off? You know, like when you get a real like a heat wave and and uh, some of these fish decide to go deeper. Do they get in that river when it's clean?
3: Yeah, but it's mostly redfish. Yeah. We don't catch many trout, you know, in the summertime. We don't fish them. You know, we've got, we've got so many options and lakes and stuff around right. here. But uh, there's not a lot of people in the, in the river. But uh, I haven't heard of anybody catching them off their piers whatsoever, no trout they do their little bitty things
1: yeah that's what i'm hearing over here people turning we their got a lot of little night. trout
3: over here too like y'all do in fact lately i've been seeing a lot of little ones you know like 10 12 inches which a 12 inch is big in louisiana but not here So i don't know things will get better Hell, it may get better today. You never know. We're going, so we'll find out. Got you. Yep. Uh, I was uh, on, a te- on the, trying to find something to watch last night. And I found a channel just said baseball, so I hit it, and it was the Republicans against the Democrats.
1: Oh, I yeah. It was a... <laughs> yeah, the, it was the a GOP won like 16 to 6 or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Republicans won, and uh, I watched it for a while. And all the Democrats tried to do was hit the Republicans in the head instead of trying to throw a strike. So it was it was kind of comical.
1: Yeah, it uh, that's pretty much the way it is up there.
3: It sums it up, doesn't
1: it? It does sum it up. That's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I knew it was on, but I I was watching the Astros game, and then we tried to give it away. I went to bed in the ninth inning. We're up four to one, and my wife comes in there. you asleep yet? I said, no. She goes, well, you may want to turn the game on. It's uh, it's not looking good, and we made some errors or something. It was all unearned runs in the ninth when they tied it up four to four, and then we got lucky and won it in the, in the bottom of the ninth. Wow. Wow. But- well, at least Abreu's yeah, coming, to, coming to life, man. He's, he's been hitting the ball pretty good here for the last week or so. So here he comes. We needed him big time. It's about time. He's had a third of a season to get it together. He's getting it together now.
3: Yeah. Good deal. We need it. Yeah, we do. Their are baseball players like our fishing up and down right now. Oh. Man. You well, get out this week?
1: No, nah, I wasn't going in this mess.
3: <laughs> I
1: don't need no practice, Charlie.
3: <laughs> you don't need this grief, do you? <laughs> hey,
1: you know a pumping south and southwest wind up my way. You know what that that spells? That's you know.
3: Yeah, well. Anyway, I'm have to figure out something. This phone service you broke up the whole time we've been talking, and that's never really. I've been
1: before. hearing you good. It's uh yeah. Well, there there's been a lot of uh, shutting down towers and stuff going on on everybody's service this past week or two weeks. Been a
3: lot of weird stuff yeah. going on with the cell phones. Yeah, that's that. I guess it's the same thing over here. Ever since we had all those lightning storms there for a long time, it it messed right. something up. Yeah, so, it'll, it'll do get it better.
1: All right, man. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, Charlie, give them a number, man.
3: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401.
1: All right, my friend. Well, Charlie, have a good day. Enjoy that southwest wind. It's really nice.
3: Thank you. Take care.
1: All right, buddy. Later. All right, it's Captain Charlie Paradosky down in Matagorda. It's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.